So do it again. Welcome back on the Welcome. channel. I'm joined again by Levi. Today we're talking again after our last conversation, which was kind of on your channel and on my channel. We'll do it again like this today. And yeah, we uh, last time we spoke a lot about religion and God, and I'm curious what today has in store for us. You said you had a couple notes to get started with, and we'll just see where it brings us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's good to see you. And um, yeah, I've got a few just like little bits here and there. And I, I think I did this the same time last podcast, but it's maybe a little bit weird that like I watched a couple of your videos and it's they're almost like it's so personal because like I watched one with you and your girlfriend, I'm pretty sure, talking about like New Year's and what you have in hope. And so, yeah, I feel almost a bit weird. Like it's like almost like on my end, like a little stalker is she because you don't really know shit about me but i like yeah i feel like i kind of get a sense of like who you are and yeah. also congratulations you're engaged which thank is you. awesome thanks That's man good. um mazel tov. thank you <laughs> um yeah but yeah so i just had a few notes like i was watching a bit of your your interview with john favaki which definitely really interesting but i didn't get all of it yet so i've only watched like i don't know like 40 minutes but yeah he's definitely an interesting guy he seems friendly as shit and i love that aspect of it um of like you know trying to understand the nature of your mind and that all that sort of thing i i think sometimes i um like I, i'm a fan of jordan peterson although i feel like sometimes these days he goes a little bit like like he's just yelling at clouds and like sometimes i just feel like he's a bit just needlessly angry at the world sort of stuff on mm. twitter at least um yeah. but i i like him and he seems like a nice guy and he you know cares about the nature of the mind and all that stuff but i like i agree with john Vaveki that like he would do really well with like exploring more of that sort of i think john called it embodiment practices which i'm my assumption is that's like you know more the buddhism and hinduism and like the sort of kind of unraveling the nature of your mind a little bit because that's definitely where I've at least gravitated towards with all mm -hmm. the sort of religiosity and all that sort of stuff. Um, one question I did have, I, I think I might, I might've misheard you, but I think you said that um, you're like a religious non-theist or non-theism. Is that, did I get that right? Or am I, well, I was asking yeah. John if that's even possible because in his definition oh, okay. of, of non-theism, I would describe myself as such because um, I fit all those descriptions, let's say. That's such a, yeah, it's interesting to me because like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like a weird conception because for me, like the big puzzle piece of say, take Christianity, for example, is you really believe in Jesus and God and, you know, the sanctity of Jesus and the Holy Spirit and going to heaven and all that. But maybe well, I'm like being too narrow about my. Well, let's say it. I don't think non theism doesn't allow for me believing in God or believing in, let's say. Oh, okay. Jesus I, maybe I don't a... know what theism is because <laughs> I thought that was like the definition. Because when I Google it, it just says like a person who does not believe that there is a God. So that's what, what I. Well, okay. Yeah. So I, 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 off the top of my head, I'll say this about non theism and how it differs from it's, atheism. It's a bit of a new term for me. So maybe I'll okay. do it. So you have atheists and you have theists, at least like more modern theists, and they both mm. either believe or reject a God that is a being, let's say. 
So like God that rules over the universe and intervenes where he wants to intervene and like lifts up good people and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then Anantius, yeah. <laughs> Anantius rejects uh, the conception of God as a being. So and Anantius would say, God is not a being at all. God is the, let's say, the source of being. He is the oneness that that like, let's say, permeates all existence. And so God does not like in in, in Spinoza's conception of God, for example, I don't know if this is exactly non-theist, he's more of a panentheist, but um, in Spinoza's conception, God does not intervene in that sense. It doesn't mean that his universe is like a billiard ball materialist universe, but it's not like God goes like and intervenes. And if he and if he would, what would that say about, let's say, his power? Because then he would be more of a supernatural power. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it also seems like if he created everything and he's like super um able to sort of understand what's going to happen, there would really be no need for him to interact because he's already yeah created it so he's just running the experiment through or whatever however you want to think about it like it wouldn't make sense unless he's you know playing a video game or some shit and <laughs> giving some people extra points or whatever Boosters, yeah 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 interesting no that's cool i just yeah i thought that you were saying that you specifically are like non-fierce and yeah i thought that meant specifically you don't believe in god so i was like oh that's seems like an interesting contradiction no, i understand I, and i and i do I, I do believe in God and I find the idea of non-theism interesting, but I also find it a bit um, unproductive in some way, because if in his description, a lot of very religious people are non-theists, then what does that say about them? Because it sounds like exactly like you say, like, oh, they don't believe in God. But mm. he describes explicitly religious people as having a lot of those qualities. So that's where that question came from. It's like, how, right. if this is your description, then how can can I square this? So that's why I'm not a complete fan of the term and it's why i wouldn't really describe myself as such very often and also i yeah, take yeah. a lot of different positions so i'm not usually stuck in one semantic description of uh, of my belief let's it, when you say you take a lot of positions does that mean you sort of like like for me i know that i um i definitely have a lot of strong beliefs but they definitely just change all the time like yeah. i feel like i'm a little sporadic and you know if I'm in a shitty mood, maybe I'm less whatever than I would yeah. be. But I feel like it, it does sort of change moment to moment. Or like sometimes I, I just, I'll put the hat on. I'll see what, how it feels yeah. rather than being concrete. Is that sort of what you mean? Or do you mean like some yeah. days you're like JC and then some days you're like Satan or whatever? I well, know. like <laughs> I, I think I have a Christian foundation, which I'll never get rid of for better and for worse. But I, I am able to take a lot of different positions. I'm able to entertain uh, John Favakey's position and really try to understand it by really embodying it and, and t- try to see how it feels. Um, I think with more superficial topics, I'm very easily able to take different positions, at least to see how they feel, to understand them. And I was listening to a talk yesterday with, um, I don't know if you know him, Nick Cave. I think he's Australian, actually. He's an artist. Anyway, he was on Rick Rubin's podcast, which I really recommend. And Rick Rubin is like a... Mad, familiar. I I love Rick Rubin. Yeah. So Um, he was on Rick Rubin's podcast, which I thought it was a really cool, cool chat. And and he was saying that 
Um, he also takes a lot of positions, but he doesn't necessarily take a lot of sides. So I like this idea yeah. of playing with that because I'm very ignorant about a lot of things, but that means I'm also able to take different, yeah, different positions. So in that sense, yeah. but I do have a foundation, which I don't get rid of. So, yeah. Yeah. I think as well, like, I, I don't mean to, be, I'm not trying to be like, I'm fucking older or whatever, but yeah. I think it's at, at your age, like yeah. you're 21. Is that right? 22 now. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, and that's, I, I just turned 30. Um, but yeah, I think just like that's at fun. that age, you just inherently are a little bit more just unsure about everything and more yeah. humble about approach and less sort of locked in or entrenched in your views, I would say. But, yeah. mm -hmm. but I guess it depends. There's always different types. Like I was just reading, um, I don't know if you know Paul Graham. He's like a startup investor guy. I've heard he, of he him. Writes, For yeah, sure. He writes these really impressive essays and okay. a lot of people respect him and stuff. But he was talking about... um sam altman who's yep. the creator of yeah the ceo of chat gpt open ai and like he was like 21 and like just in like insanely ambitious and paul was like putting him as like one of the greatest you know business owners at 21 years old so i guess it always does come in different types like some people mm -hmm. are very you know confident narcissistic happy or whatever and then some people a bit more reserved so yeah i guess you seem very um I don't know. It's interesting because you seem very like, uh, like I don't know. Something about like your presentation. You seem like you're very like you kind of know what you want and stuff like that. But then I feel like maybe you're a little bit more reserved and like mm. quiet. But I don't know. It seems like you don't say that about yourself as much. I don't know that I'm quiet. Like, I yeah, like well, you know, I don't think you've said you're quiet, but. I saw in your video with your your girlfriend um, that you were saying like like you find it easy to criticize and you're not as creative as, or you thought you weren't creative but now you're finding that you're like getting into it and and it, just those sorts of characteristics they made me think like you're a little bit more introverted and stuff like mm. that but you seem very extroverted. Yeah, well, I I grew up very introverted as a kid um, and I've been so for super long. I always hated like group gatherings and <laughs> anything like that. I still tend to like one-on-one -on -one conversations much more, hence the podcast. But I think I've learned to become more extroverted in a sense. Mm. I, I've learned to, I think I've trained myself in, in social interaction a lot to a degree where I can really like it. And I think that that stems from learning how to, really stay grounded in conversation because sometimes I would lose my presence or, you know, it would be quite overwhelming or overstimulating and now I actually feel quite relaxed doing it. I think that's largely due to, let's say, I think spiritual practices as well or, or meditation and, and breathing practices. And yeah, I think actually, actually I think yoga helped me a lot with, well, with everything in yeah. life, but with that as well. To to, to be able to regulate my system very quickly. And actually going to um, Joshua Waitskin, who you recommended me, he speaks about this very eloquently. He's a, yeah, he used to be a chess champion. What is it? Uh, tai Chi Chuan champion practices. I think yeah. that one, that part of it always seemed a bit weird to me because that's <laughs> like Tai Chi push hands, which it just seems like a weird sport, but it is a weird sport. Also, he, um, 
I don't know if you're into like fighting and stuff, but he's a uh, apparently a legit grappler, like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, yeah. and he's the only person I believe to get a black belt under Marcelo Garcia, who's yeah. like, like the all time greatest. Yeah. Apparently. apparently, I don't know. I'm not as close, but that's no, what I me mean. neither, me neither. But I'll just take his word for it. But um, he he speaks so, yeah, a lot about dude. regulating. Sorry, oh, I was just saying, smart dude for sure. Like yeah, white skin. He's, yeah, yeah I really admire him a lot. He just seems like he's so glued on. And what, one thing I really, sorry to cut you off, but one thing I really found very interesting about him, he was he was saying like, because he's like a, a dad and he's got a kid and he was talking about like, basically like he was meditating with his son since his son was like, like a couple months old, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. like, That's insane. But yeah. No, yeah also speaking about the Wim Hof method with the son like his son would be like I think four or five years old and he would just learn how to do Wim Hof breathing to to calm himself down but he trains um, his clients which are investors some of them um, to be able to Rich. do self-regulation yeah <laughs> mm. um, so to very quickly recover from like a high heart rate and go down very quickly um, do that yeah. with like certain types of training, but also breathing and, and meditation. And I think those types of um, practices have really helped me with that as well. And I've started so you, to, you, sorry. Oh no, go on. I've started to, to love human interaction more and more over the years. Like um, I think since like three or four years, I've started to really see a lot of value in it, but they have to be for me real conversation so I'm, I'm very rarely in a very superficial conversation i often quickly like engage in weather and stuff not for very long i think it's good like it serves its function but uh <laughs> i like the bulk of it to be meaningful in some way yeah i feel yeah i have two questions one is i just had a curiosity does that mean like with your partner are you like always very serious like is she like making no. a joke and you but the existential angst of life is like that sort of stuff or no? No, I'm the opposite. Um, With my partner, I'm like the most silly person. And I find okay. it very hard to be uh, serious for very long. And that's, I think, so good because she's a very smart girl, but she's not someone who loves to speak about ideas a lot. Mm. And that's actually it perfect. Like that, that's pretty common. Like, I don't want to like broad brush women in general but it seems like women are more often like they're interested in like people and stuff rather than like like the social thing more generally than, like, yeah for sure yeah ideas and but i concept. so i go to university and that's where like most of the, the girls there they are a lot of that like energy like masculine uh intellectual energy and i really don't like it <laughs> it's really not good for me because uh, i have so much of it myself already i i need someone who does the opposite for me and she's the, she does that perfectly she gets me to breathe and to because she's a yoga instructor so she gets me to really oh. yeah my girlfriend's been going pretty heavy on the yoga like twice a day for a nice little bit, man. Yeah, that's good. It. Good yeah. i think for me i think we might even be maybe slightly more opposite like i feel like sometimes i have like i definitely have like feminine energy like mm. which sounds shit and i'm probably a little bitchy or whatever but <laughs> i definitely yeah i just like i'm very like social and talk and i definitely have like a weirdly empathetically like somewhat feminine side to me where i'm just like i don't know 
if I see a cute baby, I'm like, oh my god, like it's fucked. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. especially like growing up, I was always, I was just friends with like a lot of pretty like hard dudes. Like we were just all degenerates, and everyone was you know little criminals and stuff like that when I was young. And I would just be like, how cute's this puppy to guys who are like in and out of jail? And I just yeah, I don't know, it's yeah. probably not the best. Um, so you're really into like meditation and stuff like that, like, or is that your primary practice? Like, obviously you're probably into praying and stuff like that. Yeah. But I'm curious if like most people would never talk about being present in conversation. I would think unless they're like pretty deep into that sort of stuff. Yeah, like, the idea of itself. Yeah. Think so thank you. That's a good question. I. I was learning about meditation a while back, like four or five years ago, I think. And a lot of people just doing it every day and seeing so many benefits from it. And I was very curious about it because I wasn't, it wasn't evident to me how sitting in silence okay. and watching your thoughts, you know, helps you because I was also much more materialistic back then. So I couldn't really understand these things very well, but I just started doing it because I trusted, I trusted that process pretty well. So I meditated, um, uh, daily for a year or two and i just noticed that well meditation alongside writing and other things really helped me control my anger because i was a very angry kid and teenager i had a lot of problems with that not gigantic yeah. things but as i got angry very quickly and i didn't like that about myself yeah you strike me as pretty nice so <laughs> yeah like um, I'm just maybe now yeah yeah so i was very angry as like a kid like when yeah. i was really just pissed off all the time but then when i got into like my teens i decided to chill the fuck out that's good yeah i went the Sorry other to... way no it's so yeah. good I, I went more angry and um i noticed that being in meditation i could really notice these feelings of anger and then just let them go to acknowledge them and that that, that really helped me so i did that for a long time very seriously and I still do it regularly with, with yoga and sometimes in daily life. But I think what I've been trying to do now is to just apply that type of being to, to notice thoughts, to let them go and feelings as well, just in daily life. So in, in conversation right now, this is what I'm trying to do right now. Like every time in podcasts, especially when I feel myself getting distracted, I try to go back to the conversation, to my breath, and then I'm back in it. So that's how I apply it still today a lot. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's heaps good because, like, with what you're saying, like, anger or just any emotion, really, like, at least for me, unless I'm, like, really involved in those sorts of practices, I, I don't even, like, the conception of being angry or upset, like, it doesn't even register as, like, that's something I'm experienced. That just is me. Like, I'm mm -hmm. just, I'm either distracted or hungry and, like, it just becomes part of me. Like, I, yeah, it's not even, I'm, like, there's no noticing it. It's just, that's who I am. And it's just, taken over my body which which isn't to say i'm like you know bipolarly like going crazy or anything but i just i think like most people they just they're not even recognizing that they're just thinking like 24 7 and you're just like bum, yeah. bum, 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 from one thing to the other um yeah for me meditation was like yeah that it was something i started very much probably similar to you i was kind of like this seems like some fucking pansy weird stupid bullshit like as well, my, my mom and my dad used to be very, like, hippie, not mm -hmm. crystals and stuff, but they just used to be very, like, just sort of, yeah, into that sort of stuff. And it just, I like some things, you know, I like Jimi Hendrix and stuff like that. But, I it yeah, it seemed a bit weird. But for me, because I have ADHD, 
that's what got me into the door because I was just like, oh, it could help me focus. It could help me like enhance my cognitive attention and span and stuff. And then, yeah, later I realized there's just like something much deeper where like, even if it was kind of like fucking my attention, I would be like, oh, this is still so like, th there's like a deeper layer where it's like, um, yeah, a lot of it's like, you're living these ideas and this caricature of like who you think you are. And then like from meditation, it, you just sort of release these stories that you're living mm. in. At least that's how it's felt for me. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, you release the layers or at least you notice them. You don't let them yeah. control you. Yeah. So why why do you think you were so angry, huh? These bullies and shit. Was fucking your dad. I feel like having a dad. I'm I'm just playing around because I'm mm -hmm. a joker and I like to talk. Yeah, good. But having a dad who's like at church, like giving sermons or whatever, that I would be so embarrassed. Like just not that I would like be annoyed at my dad, but I I think I'd be like, oh my god, don't embarrass me or whatever. Do you have any feeling of that or not really? I was more annoyed by having to go every Sunday. Um, and I really didn't yes. enjoy it. I hated being forced into things. I think that's one oh, of the yeah. main reasons I, I was angry as a child. I hated being forced yeah. to read or going to school and doing the schoolwork. Yeah. That was the same. Yeah. And so as soon as I got out of it, that was when I started to realize that it wasn't books that I hated. It was the like being forced to read it, uh, being coerced into doing those things. And I understand it. I mean, kids, <laughs> otherwise it's just kind of like, you know, I don't know, Do whatever. play video games yeah. the whole day. So I really get it, but it just, I've never liked authority as a child. So I think that was the main thing that, that really bothered me. Um, and as I grew older, I got more and more autonomous. It's how they describe me as autonomous. Um, my teachers, I didn't even know what the word meant at the time, but it's, yeah. um, it's getting more and more autonomy and responsibility that makes my life better and better these days. So I, I actually didn't like being a kid at all. Yeah, same. I mean, so like Christmas time just passed. My birthday is in Christmas and family was always like lower middle class. And I just remember just me and my brother, like his birthday is the day before mine. We just always broke. And so like we'd only get shit in December. And I just remember just been forced at school to just do bullshit that I don't even understand why I need to learn about fucking mm. trigonometry or whatever it is. Yeah. And just being forced to do shit that I just found such a dog. I, I was a pretty bad student though. I think I kind of said that last time. I like, yeah. I skipped a lot of school and yeah, kind of became a bit of a shit person. I think for you though, it's kind of interesting because you, you've gone like full on, you're getting a degree and that seems like a lot of study and, all that so yeah well, how, i needed anyway, sorry how's it going anyway your your egyptology oh very wise well. i uh just finished my second to last semester and then i have one more semester writing my thesis and then i'm done for the bachelor degree at least um i think the reason i went into university was that in my country you have a system where you have different levels of high school let's say and I got started off on the highest level because as a kid, they said that I was smart enough to do that. And so if you just get C's on that level, you pass every time. So I knew the bare minimum I had to do to stay on that highest level. And that wasn't that hard for me. Um, but I did fail. Like I had to redo a year, for example. I had to go to summer school twice. I had to do, um, like I had to go to a study guide to help me. 
And I think it was really taking a year off after high school where I started to, to really love learning and to actually like reading books, to like uh, intellectual endeavors, to listen to podcasts and all these things that sparked my joy again in that. And so that's how I ended up pursuing yeah. university. Yeah. I'm the same. I think, um, I don't know if I said this last time, so I hope I'm not just fucking repeating myself, okay. but I think, yeah, I was out of school for like a couple months and living with my mom out in the bush, which is what we call like countryside. Yeah. It's just, I was so bored. And I, I think I came across a, um, Tim Ferriss podcast and it just mm. completely changed my entire life. I just heard he's so like methodical and analytical and like, just, he sounds very, you know, smart in the way he talks or at least when i was that age i was like damn this guy sounds like he's actually like thinking through everything and i was just like what does this guy do like what's going on and i was like oh he's like startup investing all this and i just realized like i saw like all my friends going sort of like the other way like everyone was just trying to yeah. basically it was like who, who's toughest or like who can sell the most drugs and like that, just like that sort of life yeah. and i was like Maybe I should fucking pick up a book. And I just, yeah, I don't think I ever proper read a book before then. And then, yeah, I think that year I read like 20 books. And nice yeah, one. it was the same sort of setup as you. But yeah. You seem smarter as a kid. I was a fucking such a shit kid. So. I don't know. Yeah, nice. Um, Yeah, I think for me, I think I think I kind of touched on it for a moment, but I hate to just like, I never shut the fuck up, so I'm probably just gonna like do that. But I um, I was always into interested in like sort of like learning about religion, not because I thought it was real, but because I thought it just seemed like an interesting part of history. My dad's like a history teacher and stuff, but I never really like got into the stuff. But I liked mm -hmm. like medieval history, war, but mythology was always something that I was like, oh, this is cool, like Zeus and you know the Greek pantheon of and gods and stuff and that's where i sort of like thought it was really interesting um but i kind of always viewed religion in that way like i was like oh yeah it's just like some fun made-up stories that you know they might have like some deeper meaning but it's obviously just like fictitious fictional like basically like sci-fi um but i think with the buddhist stuff i i really delved into it at one point in time and um I had this like very weird experience where like I had sort of like the same setup as um I don't know if you know like Sam Harris and he's very um just like he's very non-religious and pretty critical of it but he said that he meditated for I think like over a year and just didn't really get it was just like sitting there thinking and I sort of had a similar thing where I was just like it took me like probably probably two three years of like doing it for an hour every day before I really kind of like got it but then I had like a really deep experience i um i uh i had like heart issues like i have like super high cholesterol just for whatever reason like i have a genetic thing where my liver doesn't metabolize cholesterol and i was at this party and i i hadn't realized then but i was soon to realize that i had um celiac which is like an autoimmune disorder where if i eat gluten it just like destroys my body my cells attack each other anyway i was like partying for like a whole like it was like a five-day party out in the sticks. And um, at the end of it, I'm, I was pretty sure I was having a heart attack and it like just scared the fuck out of me. And so like 40 minutes of just like sitting there, very like just 
trying to concentrate on my body to not die, but it really did feel like my, my body was dying. Like my whole arm went numb and it was just like piercing in my heart pain. Um, and so like, I just sat there like super straight back. Cause I knew like, you know, oxygen to the brain might help, but then like 20 minutes into it or whatever, I had this just like crazy and I chalk it up as like a Buddhist type thing, but I had this very crazy experience where I just, I kept feeling like I was about to die just like endlessly. And then at some point it just hit me like this crazy epiphany that I wasn't going to die. And then like at that moment, it just sort of felt like um, my entire life, I was just like wearing goggles that were like making me drunk or some shit. And then I took them off and I could just like see the world. It was like the first time I really felt that like my identity, like my thoughts were just not me. Like, cause I know with meditation before that I was, have moments where I'm like, oh, there's anger and I can see it. But then I would just sort of like forget and go back into like being angry or like I'm hungry or whatever the fuck it was. But this was, it, it was just like so solid. It, it was like a static thing. Like I just no longer had any conception that my thoughts were who I was. It was just like mm. I was independent of them and viewing them. But it, it like stayed like that for almost a month straight. Um, and then I the first time I drank alcohol, it just like disappeared. And yeah, so that was like a long fucking tangent on that shit. But so that sort of stuff made me feel very like I still don't really believe in like karma and stuff like that. But I have like strong beliefs that like Buddha or whoever was onto something. And there's definitely something there that can like you can understand the nature of your own mind. Whereas, mm. yeah, I think sometimes with the other ones, I, I see there's like, you know, there's good things about Christianity and whatnot. Jesus seemed like a cool dude treat others how you want to be treated i'm all on board but like it it seems like the thing that people are trying to sort of point to it's most crystallized in either buddhism or sometimes in hinduism and like Taoist things but yeah i don't know I, that was just like a really long <laughs> fucking drive about well, thank life. you for yeah, sure that really yeah. sent me like a different path as well because i just was like yeah, even now, like, so I can sort of re-enter that state, but only if I've, like, meditated for, like, quite a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I don't know. Okay, well, thank you for sharing. It sounds it sounds like very intense experience. I can't imagine what it must feel like to, to think you're losing your yeah. life. Some people tell me, some doctors are saying, like, oh, it's probably just, like, um, gastro stuff because you have celiac. But my, I have a cardiologist who, like, they focus on the heart and shit, and he's, like, you probably did dude like you had like the highest cholesterol of anyone i've seen and i i was just like off medication for a bit because they made me feel shit and he's like yeah you probably did like you, you your heart's fucked and i was like oh that's fucked so anyway Good. there you, you go. still experience issues with this today uh no i i was waiting to get on a new drug and i'm on that now and it like everything's fixed it's just like not everything's fixed but it, it, it like actually solves the issue whereas the stuff i was on before was called statins and they kind of just like it's not really a master issue, but they kind of just like fuck up your ability to metabolize cholesterol. Whereas yeah. the medication now is like I inject it and it like has liver ends. Anyway, it's boring stuff, but yeah. um, yeah. Okay. Got you. Well, to say a bit about the Buddhism, I uh, I think a lot of people. Oh, nice. A little it's baby. A beautiful cat right there for the people not, yeah, not watching. It's a nice cat. <laughs> well, I think Buddhism is. I think there's a lot of wisdom in it. I when I was um, 18, I think I read Siddhartha by Herman mm. Hesse. I don't know if you know it. I've read it. I didn't get it when I read it. I definitely probably should read it again. I think it's I a very uh, yeah. 
I think it's too subtle mm. from when I read it. It just like it's very like I was just like this seems like a boring story. This guy's <laughs> not eating food, begging for shit. Um, yeah, I think now I would probably appreciate it a bit more. Yeah, though I I do think instinctively I do think it's and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think it's as deep as like some of the other like Buddhist stuff out there personally. But maybe I, I'm wrong. I think I it's know. possible. I don't uh, because it's a German guy who wrote it, so I'm not sure. But <laughs> I when yeah, I, I, mean, I, mean, I think what's what's that one dude? Um, Eckhart Tolle. He's like German yeah. or something. Isn't he? I think so. Yeah. Sounds German. Yeah. Do you know yeah. know of him? Eckhart. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My 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 partner's read some books of his. I haven't myself, yeah. but yeah. So I think. Um, when I read that book, uh, I profoundly started viewing the world in a different way, and it, it really transformed me at the time. Like, like it made me, it made me t- uh, get into tears very quickly. Really? Yeah, it resonated awesome. super deeply at the time, especially. And I've tried rereading it since, and I don't feel the same way um, as I did then. But I think there's something pure about just letting that experience be that experience. It mostly got yeah. me to really like view the world so profoundly uh, in a different way. It was like, wow, I, I never knew that <laughs> just this garden around me that I've seen for 18 years is so beautiful. If I, if I let it be. Yeah. That's, so, that's some of the crazy shit. Like just the everyday stuff that you just take for granted. It's like, sometimes you just like, it blows you the fuck away. Um, yeah. And I think it captures that way of being extremely well. So I really gravitated toward that. Um, but moving on to, let's say, other religions, which you spoke about, I think that through a Buddhist lens or a, an Eastern lens, it's very hard to understand Christianity and same vice versa. So mm-hmm. I try to um, I try to not look at it in that way because I think it will impede you from from seeing its strength, let's say it's they're they're just so fundamentally different like i do not subscribe to this idea of all religions are the same i think they are so profoundly different that comparing them is is a fool's errand let's say um yeah mm. that that's all i'll What's say it, about it you know baha baha'i yeah I don't know how to pronounce it. yeah that's like i think that's the one that tries to be like let's just fucking take everything yeah it tries to integrate different types of faiths yeah, I, I was listening to a podcast from Brian Morazuku or some shit. Morazuku, uh, I, I think. Yeah. And it seems like he was, I, I haven't read his book, but it seems like he was basically making a case that it's like the classic, I think I talked about last time, like the Joe Rogan theory sort of like yeah. old religions were very inspired by drug experiences and the wine and beer and stuff they had was like, probably much more psychedelic than what we have now but it seems like he was actually making a case that like dionysus and jesus might have been like the same person i'm not saying that he said that but it seems like he was sort of pointing to that because he was he was just showing like all these sort of linkages i'm i'm not saying that is necessarily true or anything but i just thought it was interesting to like yeah i i I do find the whole like psychedelic roots of religious stuff interesting um but i think i definitely have a bias because you know I took took psychedelics when I was about your age and it yeah. changed my life. Also. Yeah, very fair. I read I read the book, The Immortality Key. 
I think you did a very you like it? yeah it was it was fun at the time but I also realized that one of the reasons people are so obsessed with the psychedelic roots of religion is because we're very um, materialistic let's say so we want to attribute things to their physical roots whereas in those times I think having religious experience was just so much easier in a sense that you're also you're you're often deprived of of let's say food and water and, and there's a lot of um don't know what weather is gonna be like and shit. yeah <laughs> i mean nowadays we are always fed we have the heating on like 24 7 i think it's hard to have religious yeah. experience unless huh do you say heating yeah like we're, we're temperature regulated people you have oh, your yeah. in the back yeah. i have my i have my radiator on in front of me i think that once you deprive yourself of things and Dude, so hard <laughs> of it I'm it's just a lot different but i actually wrote about yeah, this uh, i, I think you i think you're right that seems true but yeah. it seems like back back in the day it was more um no because you know there's been that whole like from the 60s like this very like strong war on drugs and all that yeah. sort of stuff but it seems like back then it was probably less taboo or whatever as well so yeah, yeah. but it, it, it might be that there's a bit of like a pendulum swing sort of thing where like you know first time i smoke dmt or had acid or whatever i was probably like everyone should take this to change the world and then yeah. i think like now i'm definitely more leveled and i think like yeah it's it's one experience i definitely feel like for me personally i've had more if you want to call them transformative or just like enjoyable or euphoric or whatever from just sitting and meditating than i've ever had from any sort of like drug thing yeah um can i ask you you said so you said like that did something to Siddhartha. Can I ask, like, what, what, ha how that sort of experience has happened with like the Bible or whatever, like, or yeah. your dad's teaching that sort of stuff? Like, have you had that same sort of thing, or is it just more just like that's just like deep rooted from like being a child and stuff? I think that you articulate uh, it better. Sorry, I can probably articulate the question a little bit. No, better. no, it's great. I, I really got it. I got it fully. I think people at home as well. I think for me, I had a similar moment with, with Christ where I have, I don't know, I think made a lot of mistakes in my life. And I've often felt that I didn't understand why my parents kept forgiving me for them. I kind of thought I, I just, I really didn't get it. Like I was such an, a bad kid and so annoying and i think that at some point i had more of a cathartic moment where i really burst into tears and i asked my asked my father like why do you keep doing this and he would say that it's because he's my father and that was one moment where i, I you know sometimes you have a movie and there's a, like a revelation at the end of the movie and makes you view the entire movie differently that's how that mm. felt for me. It was like, oh, wait, all these people that I thought were annoying my whole life were actually just trying to support me to become the best person possible. And a lot of them mm. were inspired by the Christian story to do that. And then another moment was when I was um, in Italy, in Milan, actually. I, I was there for about a month for work. And I was having quite a difficult time in some ways where I felt... Um, I don't know. I felt a bit lost. I felt that that I was making mistakes, and I I went to um, a cemetery there almost every day. There was barely anyone. This was like peak COVID time, so you couldn't really do anything. But no one was ever at the cemetery except for me and a couple of cats. 
And I would go there for some reason, even though I was explicitly like not Christian. I didn't like Christianity at the time. I, Wait, I you kept... say cemetery? Sorry? You say cemetery? That you um, went to a cemetery? A cemetery is like a graveyard, right? Am I... That's it. I thought I misheard and you meant church or something. No, no, it's like a cemetery, but there's like chapels inside and stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay, I get you. And I don't know, this was like after I had a, also a psychedelic experience, but I was kind of like figuring out my own morality, like we were speaking about last time. And I was kind mm -hmm. of realizing that that didn't really um, work. Like I was thinking some rules don't apply to me as they do apply to others. And it's kind of this, um, I don't know if you've read Dostoevsky, but this Raskolnikov idea of like you have, it's the main character of one of his books where he basically views the world in a sense like you have the normal people and the... Uh, <laughs> extraordinary individuals who can who can invent their own morality and who can dance around those things anyway i i had like a moment there where i just felt really bad about myself and then i went to a chapel and i just i i saw this image of christ and it just made me it it made me break down into tears because i felt that i was loved this whole time even through making mistakes and I was judged as well, but in, in a way of like trying to get me closer to, to his light and to, to become as good as possible. And I think that's one of the things Christ offers. It's a, it's a personal relationship that I do not find in um, many East. other religions, as far as I understand. I mean, the East, yeah, especially because the East is so much more about just completely um throwing away the ego which i think is beautiful in a sense as well i really understand it like i deeply understand it it's why i practice yoga and why i have a deep reference for a reverence for hinduism among others but I, I i just don't find it anywhere else and i i i would find it very hard not to have that it's the only way in which i can have a deeply personal relationship with with god so i think that's that's to answer your question yeah it definitely answers it yeah cuz i i'm just like there's something in my, like, I, I've definitely, you know, I've done a lot of meditation and psychedelics and just like crazy exercising for 12 hours a day, five days a week, just like weird stuff like that. That just, you know, like, like even those moments, they can really, you know, you can feel something very spiritual. And I think cold exposure is like another yeah. one. Yeah, 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 for sure. Sauna as well. You should do sauna, cold, sauna, cold. That's, that's you'll, you'll, best, you'll ascend. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've done it a bit. I've never done um like ice bath sauna, but I've done like cold shower sauna, and it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for whatever reason, I just don't have that sort of like, it just, it, I, I am a little bit of an offensive person, and I just sort of like say what I think, and it pisses people off. But it just, it feels a little, I almost want to say silly, but it's not silly. But it just, it feels like like some part of it feels like if you're really looking with everything in your being to find something, then like eventually you will find it. Even if you have to sort of like manifest it yourself. And it just seems like that sort of thing is what I see from a lot of people who tend to like sort of gravitate that way. Like for instance, my brother's very religious and like, he's got like um, proverbs stuff tattooed on him and all that sort of stuff. But it feels like it was really just like, it was a result of like, he felt so lost in life that he was, it wouldn't matter what it was. Like he, if it was Scientology was near him, he would have gravitated to that. And yeah, sometimes I just, I just forget that sort of feeling. And like the relationship with 
God thing, I guess I just don't understand that much either because it's like, this is going to sound rude, but like, are you literally like, hear, do you hear voices? Like, I, I don't understand what a relationship with that means unless it's in sort of like the spiritual Eastern context of like, like I can feel like I'm Brahman and I am one with everything and that sort mm -hmm. of thing. But when it's a relationship with like Jesus, who was like, let's say a person or a God that died previously, that confuses me a bit more unless it's like, I'm actually like, like if I close my eyes, I feel like I can hear him sort of. Right, so, yeah, that's a great question. I think it's very fair. So I, I interviewed John Verbicki on my channel, as you spoke about, and he um, mm. he has this thing that he calls internalizing and the sage. He's not, he's not religious either. I think I heard him say. No, he's not a he's not explicitly a Christian, although he seems to sometimes. Is he something else? Is he like Catholic um, or something like that? I think I don't know how he would characterize himself. Definitely as a non-theist, like we spoke about. Yeah. Okay. But he teaches um, Buddhism, Buddhist psychology. University of Toronto. So he's very much interested in that. He practiced Tai Chi, Tai Chi Chuan. Um, so yeah, anyway, he speaks about the, and he, he's really into Socrates, but he speaks about the symphony of sages that he has. And that's basically, he internalizes certain sages from the past, figures, mm. symbols almost. Like he internalized Socrates to a degree where he can ask questions to Socrates. So he will mm. basically... It's basically this idea of what would Socrates do in this moment. So what would Jesus like exactly? Sort of, yeah. And and yeah. so he, he describes this practice as um, making you wiser without having to actually consult these sages themselves. So there's there's literally been studies on this where it shows how if you have a problem and you speak to multiple people about it, then then you're probably going to deal with that problem in a better way. Um, but you don't even have to do that if you consult sages that you've mm. internalized you can actually make much wiser decisions in your life so anyway he introduced that and he has a bunch of sages that he that he uh, speaks to i don't know how you want to call that so he has siddhartha and socrates and and jesus jesus is in there as well i believe and for me it's not exactly that but it's it's coming closer to that speaking to god for me is never in voices i also don't think verbally uh, for me things are very much more more visual and more Let's say you physical. don't think you can can you not think verbally at all or you just don't typically? i can i can if i force myself to but it's not natural to me um but so for me it's it's more of a physical feeling where it's i i can communicate with with god in the sense that i mean he's always there i mean god for me is the source of all being so he's, he's always there but for me channeling his presence is done through meditating on christ or in moments where i feel that i'm about to do something really stupid thinking about what what jesus would do in this in this situation and actually feeling the presence and in, in christian terms it would be feeling the yeah, the holy spirit go through me and then mm. doing the best thing i could possibly do and i tried to basically do that in all my actions where i'm about to get angry but i choose forgiveness instead or i'm I mean, I'm about to make a, a nasty remark to someone and instead I, I don't. Um, for me, the, the most effective way to do that and the realest way of doing that for me is to, to consult God through the figure of Christ. And I do a lot of prayer in that sense and 
Do I feel he talks back with his voice? No, not exactly. But I, for me, he's he's definitely always there. Although he's not exactly a human, and he's not exactly you know a man on a cloud, but he is. He's maybe the symbol of the highest good I could possibly imagine. Symbolizes that, but not symbol in the in the reductive. Um, 21st century sense of the word a symbol is something that can refer beyond itself and so yeah that's how I would answer the question interesting yeah interesting yeah like I definitely um I I've I get what you mean with that sort of thing like ever since I was a kid I don't know why it's just like some weird autistic thing I did but I always had this like thing where I would just like visualize people very well or try to visualize them very well and I would do the thing where I would be like, if I had like a fucking dinner party, who would yeah. I be with? And like John von Neumann and Feynman, <laughs> Einstein, people like that. And like, I would have this weird thing where I would like kind of consult, well, not even consult with them, but it would be like that. Like, what would they say or what would they do in this sort of situation? And obviously today it's even easier with like chat GPT and stuff like yeah. that. Like you can, oh, what would they say or whatever? It yeah. might not be the best, but I don't know. Josh Waitskin again, he had um this cool little <laughs> exercise. He was like <clears throat> consulting Tim Ferriss and he was like, Tim was feeling very stuck and he was asking, he was telling him to do basically like an exercise where you write out advice that your future self would give to you now. And even just doing that is like, like if you're like, what would Lucas, who's like 28, what would he be thinking about? What would he be doing? What kind of things would he do? That? And just that idea of like, it's just like extrapolating forward for some reason you can just like get rid of all the bullshit in your mind. You're like, Oh yeah, I'm stressed about this dumb job or thesis or relationship thing. Well, 28 year old me or whatever it is, he wouldn't give a fuck. So like, why am I not focused yeah. on yeah. buying Bitcoin and whatever the fucking advice it would give you? Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, cool. That's interesting. I feel, yeah. Do you like, cause I, I, I always hear, you know, I've heard, I've listened to a lot of, jbp jordan peterson on that stuff and he's you know he said something very similar to that not that exactly but he said like jc sorry i just love saying jc i'll say jesus christ is um like the highest good but like even that like that's not really true though is it like there, there are people who have like done more for the world and you know what i mean like like the highest good now and this is where i probably will depart a little bit from you but there's like um there's a group of people online that they concepts like the rationalists and stuff like that and there's this thing like effective altruism and there's this um australian philosopher i don't know if you've ever heard of him peter singer but he's like it's it's like utilitarianism yeah. view is how they view it it's like doing the most good to the most people and yeah. doing that as effectively as you can and so like for me it feels like like let's say if jesus was here now wouldn't he be trying to focus on like fucking you know if i have a billion dollars i could cure cancer or whatever the fuck it might be and like pursuing that sort of path of like how can i literally help the most people not just on a psychological level but like how can i you know give bed sheets to fucking yugoslavian kids or whatever it might be i don't even know I Yugoslavia. i don't know like for me, Jesus caused so many bedsheets. 
it's not just psychological. Yeah, like I mean, I think he transformed. Is like the weird. I don't know why I would say bedsheet. Like, no, okay. it's not that. It's like a weird one. I, I just think that um, he transformed the world so fundamentally that he made so many people this charitable. I'm not sure if we would have the effect of altruists these days if if it wasn't for him. I think his 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 let's say influence is going to ripple down and has rippled down for millennia. I I I don't know. But, if... couldn't, couldn't you say the same for like, you know, fucking Einstein or Elon Musk and like people like that in a way where, in some sense, you could be like even more so because of like you know like just the change in the technological. Uh, trajectory of the future of the world and stuff like that like like you know in some sense isn't like i'll just use him as again as an example even if i know he's like political and people hate him but like you couldn't he be seen in some sense as like even more of like a christ-like figure because he's you know working his ass off to try and build spaceships or whatever the fuck it is i have um well on the one hand i would say time will tell because this is such a recent phenomenon and we don't know where mm. technology technology is, is going to take us. Like for example, the Neuralink thing. I don't know. I'm all in, for in it. what it's way this is. Huh? I'm 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 a hundred percent on board. I'm I'll be the first. Like I'm so into it. I've always the idea of like like a USB stick and bam, I just read twelve books or something. Like I just love it. I'm like fuck yeah. I yeah, I mean it, it remains to be seen how how good that is. I think he he brings it in yeah. with a good argument, being like I'm gonna cure people's deafness or whatever but um it's definitely not the rationale his rationale as far as i understand it is nothing to do with that it's just that's how you have to that's the only way sell that it. people are gonna drill yeah, i mean into... I, I understand i, I think the AI, the ai stuff is like very like like there's like a path where like some people believe like ai will just kill us in you know a year or three years or whatever it might be okay and so i i think his version was like Neuralink will be like we can either be symbiosis with it like you know, somehow integrated or it will just fucking whatever. I understand. Okay. Uh, but to answer the right. question, I think Elon um, in many ways does good for the world. Mm. Is he the most Christ-like individual I've ever come across? Definitely not. Um, even though I, I, I... I think what I was going to, I was like, he's even more, Christ like if, if Christ is like the most highest ideal, I was actually going even for, like he's more Christ-like than Christ or whatever is what I was sort of going. Well, watch the like, watch the like way he acts. People. I think you should watch. Yeah, he's the... a bit, you know, he's definitely a bit bipolar or narcissistic. You, you can do a lot of good things for the world, but if you don't carry out the spirit of 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 goodness at all times, then how how can I ever compare him to 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 Christ? I would find it very difficult to do. Like Elon, don't get me wrong. I think he's done a lot of good things for the world. I'm also worried about technology in a sense. I'm not completely sure that it's all good. I think anyone claiming that it's yeah. all good should be should you be very suspicious of. But um, yeah, I don't think I can compare them at all. Even though I, I really respect Elon, um, there's also a lot of, let's say, I don't know yeah, if it's anger or resentment in his soul, and I and it's fair. Okay. Huh? Like it's fair to be angry at some of think... the people he's angry at. Yeah, I think his dad was a bit crazy, and he's got you know part of that inside of his. Brain. That's possible, but um, to be Elon, you have to be an unbalanced person. Like, there's sure. just no other way. And an mm -hmm. and an unbalanced person who who dedicates his life to that to me is very admirable. But it shouldn't be the norm, 
Whereas I think acting sure. like and Christ can get you a lot better things in life. And I think acting like Christ is much more scalable than acting like Elon, let's say. So in that sense, I sure. can't... And I guess like part of me is more, I'm not necessarily talking about like um, what is representation that the most people should do or whatever, but like just the very fact that you would even think like, oh, I want to be Christ-like, whatever. It puts you in a different category of like trying to be the most exceptional or whatever, like trying to be as inherently good as you can or whatever. Yeah. And so like more I'm talking about that than rather like, I, I don't think, you know, my grandma or whatever who's dead, I don't know, my, brother, my granddad shouldn't, you know, try to fucking solve the problems of the world. No, but you're but saying I mean, he's done a lot of good with it, even though we couldn't necessarily mimic it. Yeah, I guess. That's fair. I think so. That's fair. Well, I mean, what, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, what you, no, I'll let you talk. No, go ahead. Me. I have nothing. I'm like a puppy. I just get excited and I interrupt people and it's go ahead. not good. Um, no, I was going to say, like, one of the, just speaking on those sorts of things, one of the, like, one of the things that I've just, like, really uh, struggled to grapple with personally lately is, like, just I'm too much online and stuff. And there's a lot of people in that sphere of, like, AI and all that sort of stuff that are, there's a lot of people that are, like, very smart that I respect. And there's been this sort of, um, I wouldn't even say research, like, insurgence of, like, there's a lot of people who basically think something to the lines of consciousness or whatever the self, it, it's just data. If we can just send that data from your brain to a computer, then that's cool. Like you can just do that and then kill your biological body. And then you're physically on like a digital substrate like yeah. on the internet. And for me, that's just like, it's just so intuitively like, oh, you would just die. And there will just be like a chat GPT version of you. That's like an emulation. But there's like this really big push on my small sphere of Twitter or whatever of like some of them are like really smart, respected people who are just like, no, like that's that's the point. That's like progress. Like biology itself is actually just like a negative, well, not a negative, but it's like it's like a bootloader for what's really important, which is like machine intelligence and stuff like that. Yeah. And for me, I just it's just it's so intuitively like that's wrong. You guys just want the world to die. But it's like this really strong, like I'm seeing heaps and heaps of people on my sphere say this sort of stuff and it just creeps me the fuck out. And I just, yeah. like, I can't grips with it. Like, it's just so, such a weird thing. I think it's, uh, yeah. it's absolutely ridiculous, to be honest, to think that the, the mind is to be reduced to the biology of the mind or the biology of the brain. I think it's really foolish, but I think it exemplifies our age. We have a lot of intelligence, but we don't have a lot of wisdom. So some people are going yeah. to run us straight into the ground and think it's a good thing because they've used their individual rationale to do it. And mm. I think they're honestly just devoting themselves to the God of technology. And technology sure. is not a bad thing, but if you put technology as, as God, then you're going to have some trouble. For sure. Although, eh, no, actually, I definitely did. Like, so, yeah, it's interesting because I'm an interesting contrast to your view because I'm definitely like techno-optimist. And I, I, I'm actually on the side that it is possible we will build something that if you don't want to say God, it's very close to God. Like, like anything that's physically possible with physics, we will be able to build something that can do that. If you want to call it God or whatever, like that, again, for me, I don't really believe in God. So like God is more just a placeholder for like things like a very powerful thing that we can't understand, you know, like the big bang or whatever. Well, one interesting thing I saw as well, where, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, ADHD is that, um, 
the Big Bang Theory was actually, it was like some priest who came up with the idea. I didn't even, I had no idea. It's like, it's so, because I always think of the Big Bang Theory as like this conception of like, you know, religious people, like in priests and Christians and stuff, they just absolutely hate it. And I'm sure they do. But I was just really surprised that it was like a, a priest that came up with that conclusion. Or idea I didn't know. Or it out. I didn't know. Could be wrong. I just saw somebody say it and I don't fact check enough stuff. So. Oh, that's all good. I mean, the theory is a yeah, theory I, until proven false. I, so, yeah. I, well, but I guess, but so with those sorts of things like brain emulations or uploads and stuff, like I, I personally feel like the things there that you could just, you'll never be able to prove it false or right. Like it's just like it's something that, like, you could have something that says, yes, I'm really me and I have these memories, but that doesn't actually mean it's no, so. It won't be. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It would be, be something else. But it, but it is interesting because I come from it from a different angle because, like, yeah, I don't believe the soul exists. Like, I don't believe that's actually a real concept. And, yeah, so, like, yeah, that makes sense that you would not want to destroy your brain and be uploaded because that's, like, killing your soul. But anyway, well, I don't know. I'm an... <laughs> I wouldn't say it like that exactly, but yeah, kind of. <laughs> Let me ask you a random question. Um you don't have to get into your personal life or whatever. But one thing I've noticed, like the last, I don't know, million girls I've dated or just even friends I have and especially, yeah, actually just all my friends. I, I'm noticing there's like a very strong, like, do you know wireheading, which is like a, it's a term that people use that I don't even know if it was a real experiment, but back in the day, someone put something in their brain and they use that to like just feel like euphoria or okay. like deal with instead of actually taking like painkillers or something yeah. for a surgery. Apparently the person just like kept just smashing the button over and over and over until they were like blood on their finger. Uh, I think I heard um, about this maybe. Yeah. And I don't even know if it's true. I'm pretty sure I heard it on Joe Rogan and I'm just okay. so skeptical. Yeah. I've read I've some stuff that I've heard on his things a couple of times and like, it's been like four out of five times. They've been like completely false. So I'm like, yeah, that's great or whatever but um but it's it, the term itself is used to do that like so just like something that you just like do repetitively until you die or whatever and it doesn't have to be that extreme but i'm seeing that behavior a lot with just like everyone i know with tiktok or instagram or whatever the fuck it is mm -hmm. and it just like i wouldn't say it scares me but it just it weirds me out a lot like i don't know like when i was young i lived with my mom out where i didn't have internet and so i was just like I had, I was just not on Facebook and Instagram and stuff for a bit. And it was just like such a freeing experience. I felt mm -hmm. like there's like this thing kind of like holding me with yeah. them. What I'm seeing is just like everyone, everyone I know is just like, just all day. It's just fucking bum, 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 yeah. bum. Do you, do you have a, I don't even know where I'm going with that. Sometimes I just fucking spew shit. No, I, uh, it's, I mean, yeah, everyone is dealing with it. So it's a very real problem. I think uh, people are starting to you realize. Sorry. Like, do you your friend? Like, do you notice that as well? Like, your yeah, friends of course. And family, of course, everywhere, everyone, everyone is addicted to their phone. I don't know anyone that's not addicted to their phone, at least not in a moderate to a moderate degree. But I think, mm -hmm. especially nowadays, people are starting to realize that that human beings are extremely susceptible to these types of things. And I think a phone is almost like a a drug. It's like cocaine in your hand, and you're always carrying it with you, and if you leave people to do whatever they want, 
then oftentimes they get addicted to a lot of these substances. So I think we're only now starting to understand the playground of of phones and we're going to have to apply a lot of wisdom to it if we want to fix it because I think banning these types of things is just not going to help because technology is just I mean, evolving more and more that rapidly. Even, that doesn't even really seem like feasible. Either. No, absolutely not. Would, not. You can try to do it with some kids, but... Um, oh, yeah, kids might, but... Yeah, I mean, when me and my brother, when we got video games, we just fucking, we locked on to that. Yeah, same, like, man, same. And it, how, how can you not, if you're a 14-year-old boy, like, what, what do you want to do? So I think a lot of our environment is making us almost completely doomed to fail. Because if it's not video games that gets you, it's pornography. And if it's not pornography, it's going to be alcohol. And if it's not alcohol, it's going to be, you know, it, it's just endless. So it takes it takes yeah. really a lot nowadays to become a healthy individual at like age 18 to, to, to be okay so it's definitely a bit but that's why i'm saying like technology it's it's not obvious that it's a good thing on its own you have to apply a lot I of do, wisdom to I, it i definitely i do disagree with that like i i do think technology is like the strongest force for good that we've ever seen by like such an insane mile that it's like hard to conceptualize it and like obviously i'm all in on the buddhist stuff so like on that end like on an interpersonal level like yeah that can you know rid you of suffering but then i see, i see like you know we wouldn't even exist if it was if we all went amish or whatever amish are like they're like in a a, a christian american group where they don't believe in technology yeah, yeah. and stuff yeah if we all went that way like we wouldn't have enough food to feed everyone and stuff like that or you know medical care and and to be honest, most people I, I know that are like sort of my type of per like I, i'm a bit of a nerd and i love computers and stuff like that but a lot of people i know in that space they wouldn't even exist without modern medicine and i wouldn't i've got asthma and stuff like that and cholesterol and i'm like yeah. dying yeah. not actually i'm pretty healthy I, hear I, just, you. I hear you I and so yeah like for me it, it does seem good and i i don't i don't know if it's necessarily like i'm I'm not trying to just say like paint it as one category. It's like technology equals everything good, i.e. nuclear bombs are good. But it does seem like it's pretty close to like 99% of technology has been pretty good. And even the fact of like phones and the addictive nature of them and stuff, it seems like it's bad because it's good. Do you know what I mean? Like like heroin is bad because people want to take it. It's not yeah. bad because people it sucks. It's like, oh yeah, I want to just keep fucking doing it. I, I think I'm especially weird like i'm not immune to this stuff at all obviously but i definitely feel maybe different than most people and i think it's got to do with like my adhd brain stuff because for me like i can i used to smoke cigarettes and drink and all that and i can quit that stuff relatively easily compared to most people but i don't think it's like a benefit i think i'm just like my brain is so scattershot i'll just get distracted by something else and not think about it like, yeah like i don't have um like the peripheral awareness of what's around me okay like if, if i'm having like a smoothie every day after the gym i can do that for seven years straight and then the day my girlfriend puts it in the cupboard i will just forget smoothies exist like it won't even yeah brain i'll even get hungry at the well yeah. that's good for you <laughs> i'm happy to hear yes yeah, it's good i like a smoothie dude. It's yeah good. okay dude, what time is it there? it's like early as fuck huh yeah, it's 8.46 now, but uh, it's all good. You're like a, a morning person, hey? No, no, I forced myself to do this at 7.30 so I can wake up oh, earlier. I'm sorry. No, 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 I did, uh, I did it on purpose. Like, I wanted to wake up earlier. 
I'd, I'd like, I aspire to be one, but uh, okay. So I would, I, I want to riff on technology a bit longer. I go for, I love, I'm, I'm, I'm deep into the weeds with that stuff good. too, because it's definitely like has been, uh, so I don't think I've ever explained what I do anyway. I, at, at the moment, super unemployed, which this is the longest period I've had without work. I yeah. think since I've been 16, I, I haven't worked since November, which isn't an insane amount of time, but it's long for me. Um, but I'm a tech project manager. So like mm-hmm. I, I manage projects, largely tech. I've done some other stuff like policy and other um, operational stuff and stuff like that. But so like, that's kind of been my focus, but I am, I'm a bit of an idiot. Like I'm not very technically minded. I'm usually just managing groups of scientists or, you know, software engineers and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that's always been sort of my, my focus. Like that's what I like. Yeah. That's, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, but yeah, I moved up to a new city and it's just been, it's the less jobs up here in my specific niche. So I'm probably yeah. going to have to just take something else Okay. Um, for like a brief period, but yeah, for the last <laughs> eight years or so, I've been a project manager. So okay. kind of, it's all right. I, I don't mind it, but, um, it was always like a step to, I want to get enough money and do like startup investing and do my own like tech startup and stuff yeah. like that. So um yeah I'm I'm deep invested I'm okay. super bored with Neuralink though I fucking I want that yeah. brain chip I had so badly but I do understand the hesitancy to it like it seems like a pretty drastic step like yeah, it's like the first time becoming different than humans yeah um, I think that's uh it, it definitely worries me a lot it's also you you wouldn't you wouldn't do it would you. You no, I wouldn't never. even think about it, to be honest. Do you think, though, that I don't, you're 21, so I, for me, I think you're like a baby, but like you probably had phones when you were like really young. But I remember when phones were coming out, every motherfucker, especially like parents, was just like, I'll never get that. That's so ridiculous. And then, as you said now, like, it, it's very weird if you don't have a phone. It's like almost a necessity to yeah. have a smartphone. I definitely think if Neuralink... I think Elon's very way too optimistic and sometimes with biological stuff, he seems just very wrong. But if he's correct with his assumption that it will like make everybody have like, I don't know, like 130 IQ or something like that. It seems like everyone will eventually jump on board. Cause like, if it's such an advantage that you're like literally smarter than you would be in your memory, you can store stuff artificially, all that kind of shit. Yeah. I feel like everyone would go that way. Do you know uh, Balaji Singh is fun? Mm. You know, right? Yeah, I don't think he likes me, but yeah, no. Okay, well. he Maybe I shouldn't say, but he DM'd me once. But I was just talking, like, so there's this, like, group of people online that call, like, EAC. Okay. And most of them are just, like, tech, they're just, like, techno-optimists, and I'm yep. all for that. But specifically, that stuff I was saying about before, about, like, biology dying and like having brain uploads and stuff like that like the the people there's a few people in there who are like very focused on that and like that kind of stuff scares me so i, I was like talking shit about it once and balaj just like just like defending it or whatever but yeah. it seems like a cool nice other than that but yeah. yeah so i've listened to balaji a bit and i i heard him hypothesize the following ones sorry i said he seems smart as well like smart he seems guy like he's, for sure he's um, got a lot of ideas which is cool yeah, and he's he's been predicting a lot of things in a in a very accurate way. 
way ahead of time, which I find very impressive. But he he basically hypothesized. Sorry, he's got a lot. Of, he's got a lot of predictions, does he? I haven't seen him, but well, I've he, been he predicted the the COVID thing okay. very very accurately. Like he predicted masks were going to be a big deal, like way before it happened. So anyway, I think he has some authority on on some subjects, and he's very yeah. much into technology as well. And I heard him say once that he thinks that the world is basically going to go into two directions. You're going to have people that are going to become more and more natural and try to let go of technology in some ways as well and try to like, you know, homeschool their kids and whatnot and try to eat more organic things. And then you're going to have people that are trying to go the Android route, you know, and he, he an likes Apple that. User, fuck Android. It was a bad joke. <laughs> I was saying, was yeah. So I think it's possible that you're going to see like a split in, in what people are going to do, or maybe even more directions people are going to go into. I think the Amish are interesting in the sense that they draw a line somewhere. They're like, hey, I'm not going to take this. I take a bit of that. Um, I definitely the line would... does seem weird to me, though. The line seems a little because I, and I might be wrong. I've watched this some YouTube docos, but it seems like most of the communities, they actually do use things like chemical pesticides and stuff like that for yeah, their yeah. farming. Or maybe just the community i saw on a docker but that seems like that's very far away from what they should believe i've heard well, people say that they're, they're like like I, I listen to a lot of comedians and stuff and like this one was talking about like having some of them at school because you know they'll do a thing where like they have a specific thing where for one year you go out into the community and you're not mm -hmm. amish and then you come back and it doesn't have to be a year it can be how it can be forever but often it's a year and he was saying, he's like, they are dumb. Like, they do seem, like, they are, like, not, like, I wouldn't say dumb, but they are, like, they seem simpler. You know, they're like, that's fucking big. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they seem like, like, I don't know, like an Aztec tribe sort of thing. They're like, okay. what the fuck? Yeah. I don't know if that's true. It's also I, a comedian, I would say that, but. I don't know either. But I think what technology does to us is it enhances our options in one way. So let's say mm -hmm. I'm in a car, I have a navigation system. I can get somewhere super quickly, but in other ways, it also limits my natural ability to do things. So for example, my, my natural ability to know where to go, um, my ability to, to run and be fit can be impaired by, because I'm so used to the technology. Um, we are extremely fragile in terms of how we gather food. So we need the supermarket. So I think in that sense, technology makes us much more empowered, but it also makes us much more fragile. And so yeah. there are people now seeing the cracks in the system that are like, okay, wait a second. If this goes on for longer and longer and I impair myself so much while at the same time empowering myself, if it does eventually crack, I'm the first to die because I have nothing, nothing left. So I really understand the people that are saying, hey, I'm going to do things more local. I'm going to do things more simple. I'm going to embrace parts yeah. of technology and parts I'm going to let go. I think if you go all in on technology, um it's a bet so it could could it could go really well for you it could be that this thing keeps going for hundreds of years and you're going to live to be like 160 years and and good mm. for you but there's also a very good chance that at some point things are going to collapse in in some way and the people that are going to survive are not going to be the modern 21st century techno optimists they're probably going to be the people that have stocked up on their food and know how to um, let's say five, you know, yeah. and you're saying that uh, may be very unlikely to happen, but I'm not well, so sure even about if, that. <laughs> even if it does happen, it, it's sort of like, there's like, a, there's an aspect of it where it's like, 
if civilization collapses and like like it's just that's that's such a shit outcome where like so many people die or if like you know climate change kills 90 percent of the population and we can't rebuild or whatever the fuck that's such a shit outcome that it's like it just seems that it's like you, you know like you don't necessarily want to you know like doomsday preppers have you ever seen that show yeah, of course. it's like a sh- usually like hillbillies and shit who like i'm fucking i'll stop the zombies or whatever yeah. like it, it's such a shit way to live sort of like relative yeah that most people like even like i just i don't find as much importance about preparing for that because at the end of the day like if we're going through that sort of thing like actually farming and hunting animals and living off the land it's very hard and it just seems like it's yeah i don't know like well you don't have to go that far even it doesn't have to completely collapse but i mean Mm -hmm. this idea that we're just literally literally gonna like get better and better and better all the time i think it's a fallacy i think it's just not how how reality works i'm i'm afraid that that things could get a lot worse opinions yeah it's interesting i think this things okay. get, get a lot worse before they get better so i think at least being a bit less dependent on technology is probably in your best interest um yeah that's uh i don't know if you know um the unabomber he's like a famous american dude have you ever heard of i have heard guy? of this name i think uh our he good friend like joe some... always mentions him yeah yeah exactly and he goes more the conspiracy route with it but he was just he was some smart dude who like was like a mathematician or something and he like went a little crazy i think joe always goes on that like the government gave him lsd and he went crazy but i think i i don't, I don't know enough about that uh, but i think he just he went a bit crazy like he but he wrote this um like sort of like manifesto yeah which was just like a big ass essay and it's actually like if you read it you're like it, it's you know it's coherent and he's not making like weird errors and stuff but then he just at some point in it at least in my opinion he just like it just seems like very like honestly when i read it i was like oh most of this makes sense and then he started bombing people which he doesn't mention that sort of stuff in the manifesto he's not like we should fucking burn everything down but that's what he did he started bombing like technicians and shit like that like really just like stupid stuff but that was his whole analysis which was like we're going to become so dependent on technology that eventually you know if anything happens or whatever like or even just if it keeps going will be so dependent that we'll become basically just like babies for this thing um but one one really interesting podcast that you might like is i watched this one with sam harris it's episode 40 called complexity and stupidity with this guy david crocker or something and he was talking about the idea of um he called them cognitive artifacts and he's talking about basically there's these things where like if you use them for long enough you don't need the thing anymore and the like, classic example he gave was a abacus, which is like that thing with marbles where you you slide it down and then you can do like mathematics and you can do like um, I think it's like algebra or something mm-hmm. on it very easy. But he was saying that like really expert abacus users can just internalize that in their head. So it's yeah. kind of like the thing we were talking about before with uh-huh. like internalizing Jesus. But you can do that with a lot of things as well. And then he was saying there's this sort of the opposite of it where it's like you know eventually if self-driving cars get so good and everyone's using them we won't even be able to drive because we would have like lost that ability and it's sort of the same thing that you're talking about where yeah with like a gps is like an essential aspect yeah that's interesting though i am like um i am i think we can just keep going forward i'm very much like like when i look at the trajectory of the world 
it seems very weird that like a year, uh, like a hundred years ago, like light switches and like electricity was like, that was like the most advanced shit we had. And then, you know, we've invented antibiotics and nuclear bombs and the internet and the AI and fucking Netflix and, you know, fake yeah. pussies, like what, all these crazy things, fake pussies is more just like, it makes me laugh, but it's not a serious <laughs> one. Yeah. It's like all these things in such a short period, it just seems like we're going to just like, I'm actually thinking we're speeding up the rate of technological advancement, especially with the AI stuff, like that stuff's moving so quick. And I think we're going to get to that point where we invent some AI. It'll be the last invention we have because it will just invent everything else for us. But it, for me, it seems like we're going to, it's going to actually get faster and faster. I think it's going to get faster. We're moving exponentially. But you, and... think, you think it's going to go down. Well, I'm, I'm saying it like this. If you go from a ski, ski slope down to the, to the bottom of the, of the mountain, the harder you go, the harder you're going to fall. That's all I'm worried I'm, about. I get, the, I get the metaphor, but like, yeah, but we're already at that point, I think, you know, like if we didn't have, you know, even just the tubes that connect the shitters to the fucking water or whatever, like I couldn't even imagine, like I get, when the internet's out, I'm like, what the fuck do I do? Like, I don't But that's what I'm saying, it. Levi, like, I, I don't yeah. know, like, I think if you really view an exponent, I, I think, for example, the last 200 years, in many ways, are so positive, like what you're saying, we lifted so many people out of poverty, I'm really in favor of that, I really like that. That's why I like free markets. I, I'm a big fan of, of Austrian economics. But if you do that without wisdom, things are going to go yeah, vastly what wrong. Sorry? What did you say? Austrian economics? Yeah. Is that what I heard? Yeah. What's that? Is that oh, it's, Germany? It's, it's for, I think we can have a separate discussion about that. It's, it'll be a long conversation. We don't have to go down that. I was just interested. But, but all I'm it. saying with it is that I think <laughs> technology, maybe it's a neutral thing. I'm not sure, actually. Maybe I can't put a value judgment on it because it completely depends on how we use it. I mean, you could technically watch porn all day and it wouldn't be a very good thing, you know? So I've a lot tried. of it is in our own hands. <laughs> a lot of it is in our own hands. So I think yeah. without wisdom, we're, we're useless. Anything we get. So I, I would put wisdom much higher than uh, a material substance. So um, Interesting. That, that's what I'll say mostly about it. But going so fast, I think is has, has a lot of potential good and bad so i, I really yeah. can't say that it's gonna be a kuna matata or if, or if it's gonna be like absolute disaster because both are possible yeah for sure and i think there's just like there's a lot of people who are uh peter Thiel is a student he has like these four quadrant things where he talks about different worldviews, and some people are these indefinite optimists where they just think the world's always going to be better they're like oh I was born in the 21st century. There's war is an absent thing and all that sort of stuff. And I think it's just a bit naive. Like, obviously, if you look at history, there's been some fucking yeah. pretty hectic. Um, I like this guy, Nick Bostrom, who is a, um, he's a, I don't, I don't know exactly what it, his, his, what they call his role, but he thinks about like existential disasters and like end of world scenarios and that sort of stuff and he had this interesting sort of like thought experiment and he was it's called um i don't remember what it's called but he was talking about like if you imagine technology is like these balls and they're in like a giant urn and like every time we pick out a technology we get a white ball and the white ball just symbolizes that this is like a good technology it's good for the world and that's it there's no real downside and he said that there's like some balls that are gray 
So like you could think of like maybe nuclear technology where it's like we can create bombs. So it's it can be very uh, disastrous and dangerous, but largely it's good. You know, nuclear energy is really good and that sort of mm -hmm. stuff. But he was saying like it might just be that there is black balls and the black balls are just you pull them out and it just fucking kills everyone. Like it's yeah. it's just and there would be no way to ever know really if there is black balls until you pull one out and just fucking end everything. And it only and, takes um, one. Yeah, a lot of people don't like those sorts of like thought experiments. A lot of people are just like, I only like to look at like the previous history of how things have been and then just extrapolate forward from that. But I just feel like, yeah, I feel like that's a, it seems like it could be a little bit naive because you can't really predict things like the internet when you're in the 1800s. Exactly. Like, it might just be crazy things in the future. Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. I do think we're a bit different though because I'm very like, I think most technology is good. I notice a lot of it's a lot of Christian like religious people are very anti pornography. Is one thing I always notice, like because I think it's a Christianity. It's very like God. He don't like you masturbate. He's like he's watching. He's not. Well, I'm not. I, I I would say that I don't know a lot of good things to say about pornography. I don't know if I, you I can. Think, I'm not like a, a obsessed with it, but I've just it's never like. There's this big no fat movement where guys were like not masturbating. And like, I always see like people just like, they're like, it's like their crusade. They're like, pornography is the devil. And I just, for me, it's just been like, it's just like a random neutral thing. Like, if you're a young guy, you just fucking, you know, you can't get pussy or whatever. You just, you know, you get horny and you watch shit. But it was never like, for me, like, it seems like some people, it like destroys their life. They're like fucking looking at porn while they're working and like crazy stuff. And that's yeah. just not, I just, yeah, I've just been like, Well, it happens it's to a just, lot of people. Like, that that's yeah, why I'm, that's why I think it's not a good thing. It's like it it's destroyed so many people's lives, and it destroys the people. Like, see, I see that's what confused. I couldn't imagine it destroying my life. So, is it as something where like there's like incel like people who are just like they've they just they they don't know how to communicate with women or something, and then that is why it destroys it. Or is well, it just it, like, it definitely doesn't help them? I would say. Sure, like imagine sure. if you're like 14 years old and you can look at any woman oh, you want like that's crazy like, even your imagination dude like when i was young you could just imagine it you know what i mean you could have like britney spears tits with fucking this chick's ass and like whatever you want you know what it's i mean very creative and oh but you have, you say you're not creative but you are a very creative person yeah like you like i saw in your other video you said that you're not you don't feel very creative but you you're into all this stuff that seems very like you would be a creative person. And well, I was, I was saying that I didn't consider myself creative before because I thought creativity had to do with, let's say, artistic endeavors like painting or, or drawing as a kid. So I always That's told myself idea. this story of like, I'm not creative, but now I found out that I actually really like creating things. Um, but they're not exactly like drawings or whatever. They're more, I like creating videos. I like creating podcasts. I like doing presentations. I like creating essays. I like, you know. That, that all seems creative to me. Yeah, so it's, it's in a different sense. I just have to redefine the category. But mm. but yeah, uh, pornography, I would say one thing yeah, I... Would, I just it seems like people go too hard on it. And yeah, I but, feel like it's the religious thing more than anything. If you are 12, like, how I'm could sure you there's not? Negative. Yeah, but isn't that just part of it? Like when, Part of what? When I was... Like when I was 12, I remember we'd have like magazines and shit. You know what I mean? And you would just like get your hands on like a magazine or whatever. 
Okay, well, well here's the difference. Like Levi, here's the difference really. between a magazine and pornography. If you look at a magazine... Huh? Magazine is... Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Okay, but let's say the difference between video um, is that if you're just watching a magazine, it's already not a great thing, I would, I would argue, but you're just meditating on a on a picture and then maybe you're imagining yourself but if you're watching a video you're sorry yeah wasn't really meditating at 12 okay (laughs) anyway you're watching a video then you're training your brain i think huberman huberman speaks about this very well he says you're training your brain to become um let's say turned on as other people are doing it and that impedes your own ability to get to, to get erections when you have when you have sex so it's it's very dangerous in that sense there's there's a surge in young guys taking viagra now because they can't they can't get it up anymore because they watch so much porn so that's what i'm saying you see i have two things to say with that one i'm so pro, not viagra but i'm so pro cialis which is something else that's like viagra but longer because of specifically the neurological effects, like it's really good for your brain apparently. And it increases like the microcirculation of mitochondria in your brain or some shit like that. But I also look at drugs as like, I, I know like uh, in a modern context, people look at drugs in a very specific way where it's like Viagra is for it's penis pills, but really realistically it's like a PD five inhibitor where it's like, it's something that happens to your body. But like, as far as I understand it, the way that people make drugs is like they just throw in a lot of compounds together and they're like oh this does something and then after the fact they're like oh this is good for blood pressure or this is good yeah. for whatever um and specifically viagra and cialis that was one like it was initially they were trying to do blood pressure and apparently it is actually good for blood pressure but i get i can see your point with what you're saying like that that doesn't make sense like that's pretty intense i just maybe i was just like a very horny kid or whatever because it just i couldn't imagine like looking at porn and then just like not being able to like get it up with a girl unless I was having sex with girls who I probably shouldn't be having sex with because I'm not really into them and I'm just yeah. young and desperate whatever the fuck I don't know yeah well I mean people are having less sex than ever like our, our grandparents are having more sex than we are now I think it's largely due to pornography don't talk about my granddad like that bro what are you doing it's true no. he was a player no my, dad, but... my granddad fucking more than me I don't think so I don't think no, my granddad. No, but I mean on average, let's say. So I think it's definitely worrisome. I think a lot of people are not pursuing relationships for this reason. I think a lot of people are, no, well, a lot of I, men I think, specifically, let's say, especially young yeah. men. I think it's I think it's more than that, though. Like, I don't think you could boil it down to no, that. No, of course like, not, but it definitely doesn't help. I think, like, you always, I always see stats where it's like, you know, 40 years ago, people had testosterone levels like three times as high and all that. And also, I see things about like plastic. Yeah, plastics as well. It's a lot of things. But you see the side effects of uh, of of technology. You can you can develop something without knowing if it's going to be good or bad, and then before you know it, you have a bunch of let's say. Well, here, how about this? That I agree with you. How about it? Like the whole priesthood thing is kind of fucking. It's kind of weird, right? That you will decide to be celibate. And save yourself for Jesus or whatever it is. I don't know. I'm just getting, but that like that's kind of weird. Then, do you think that that's weird that you know, like you're gonna be a priest and just decide to not? I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill my sexuality or whatever the fuck it is. I think it serves its role. I think some people are able to do that, and for some people, it's not a bad thing to do. I think that abstinence. But you were just saying moments ago that it's bad that people aren't having sex and stuff like that. 
isn't that exactly isn't that like the prime example of like well you can't apply a rule to everyone let's you can't apply let's say arbitrary rules there, there's one thing that i can say everyone should eat food you know like there's a very few <laughs> things that everyone should do but everyone shouldn't take a psychedelics and maybe everyone shouldn't be having sex i think there, there's definitely a role for monks and priests and nuns i think they have um some of them have a big added value because of because of what they're doing but do you but do you think they like so here's the thing i don't care like you're saying talking about like the positives of not you know abusing imagination and pornography and all that sort of stuff and having you know real relationships with your partner blah 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 i i'm pretty sure you can teach the gospel and still go fuck some hotties with some big naturals do you know what i mean like i don't think that they're necessarily like i i don't think a nun would be in fact, I think a nun would be better if she was having sex rather than worse because I hear that nuns are bitches. Like, they're really mean, angry bitches. I don't know. That's probably mean. I'm just, they're super nice nuns. I don't know. That's just what I hear, but uh, whatever. But, like, you could be a priest and have a wife, right? Like, I don't think that would be like, oh, like, I'm worse at teaching people about Jesus. Or you disagree. I don't know. Like I don't see, I don't even see the point of it. To be honest, like I don't even get the celibacy. You don't get celibacy at all. You don't get absolute. unless it's just like, uh, yeah, unless it's just for like, um, mind control. Like I want to be as powerful mentally. I'm gonna restrict something that is like a natural function. I think that there's I mean? definitely a role for, um, let's say the what you call them ascetics. They have it in, in, in any religion. There's ascetics. I think that there's definitely a role for them. I think they, they can get insights that other people can't because they are oh. so like detached from their desires. They live in such a, such a unique state. I'm not saying that it's something everyone should pursue. Definitely not because then there wouldn't be any people left. But um, yeah, I definitely see a role for it. I think, I think it facilitates certain experiences as well. I, Maybe. Yeah. Does that mean, let me ask you this. Do you know, have you ever heard of Agora? They're like Indian, you would call it, I don't know if you'd call them aesthetics, but they're like, they're like a crazy level of like, like they'll do things like eat, like pull out dead bodies from the Ganges because they're like Indian dudes and they will like eat dead bodies and like. Yeah, I think they're swinging a bit too far for me there. But don't you, if you, if you think there's like something to be gained from like those weird suits wouldn't they have like some weird level of magical awesomeness i'm not pro it i actually i just don't get any of that like not that i don't get any of it but like, <laughs> I, I think you I'm do on... i think you really understand it to be honest i think you understand it on a bit of a less extreme level let's say i think you're just drawing the line elsewhere yeah. it's like I you understand, understand people I... dieting right you understand people mm. fasting you understand people yeah. you know if you understand that, you can understand monks. It's not it's not a very difficult concept to grasp. I guess. But for me, it just, it seems like, you know, there's people who do very extreme things. Like I've watched, you know, My Strange Addiction. There's guys that drink hand sanitizer and eat glass and stuff like that. Like, so you 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 can do a lot of things, right? Yeah, I wouldn't do that. But yeah, it seems horrible. And maybe they're just faking it for the show. But it seems like there's people who just like munching glass or whatever. There's one one chick she was eating like mattresses. Like she just loved it. There was this one. I'm so I got so excited thinking about this show. This chick just once like she was like washing her hands after like the urn of her mother spilled, and she like washed like her hands. But then she realized there was like a little bit of her mom on her like um 
who was cremated and then she like like just touched it a bit on her lips or something this was her what she was saying and she became addicted to eating the fucking ashes of her wow. mom it's nasty. Yeah. i don't know why i went there but what else going with that is like i i guess i'm more like the buddha's path of where like he, he talks about the whole middle way where like he was kind of like in between these two sorts of you know hedonistic just embrace your fucking inner whatever and eat and fuck on do all that and then there's the asceticist route of like you know you need to basically live off air and just like sit there and he i think he was kind of like no actually there's like this middle way and i'm yeah. probably i might be i might like the middle path like, but i like the middle yeah. path i think it's good for most people for sure but like i don't know did jesus was he getting it in he have a a, a missile a girlfriend or boyfriend i don't judge i don't think so was he not Right. Do you think he would be less of a great teacher if he was? If he had a wife? Austin is not. Because he was hanging out with prostitutes. That's what you got to understand, too. Hmm. I'm sorry. I'm getting silly now. I don't know. Getting stupid. I don't know. I don't know enough. I don't think I should speak on it, to be honest. I don't think I have the wisdom for it. But, um, but yeah. I'll just. Quickly change subject, and then I feel like I'm getting too silly, and like maybe. I'm no, it's all good. Something. I also have to leave soon, so yeah, let's let's finish it up with the last one. All uh, right, I two okay, two really quick ones. From what I heard, you talking with your girlfriend. One was you said the something about the masculine preceding the feminine, right? Mm -hmm. Do you remember saying that? Yeah. I guess the only comment I was going to say on that is like, well, scientifically, that's doesn't seem to be the case because i don't know if you know this but apparently everyone starts as a woman in birth and that's <laughs> it's not I. <laughs> jesus okay i went too literal with it i'm very <laughs> i'm just picturing sam harris being like i have a telescope and i can't see heaven it's like it's not, it's not what i yeah I, I get a bit artistically like way too serious about things which is bad i joke a lot too because so it's probably not helpful no i i really i, I really like i like talking to you a lot and I'd love to do it again. I think it's a lot of fun. Really. Yeah, it's good. Last little quick one is you mentioned to your girlfriend something that I just I just really like this idea and I've come to the same conclusion myself many times and I just love it. It's, yeah. it's like talking about like um, there's something about childhood where people where kids play and often when you're an adult you just forget how to play. Mm -hmm. And I say something like you want to get back into that mode of being and actually you know experience life creatively and do things just like for the fun of it and enjoy your life i think that's like a really beautiful sentiment and i'm like on board like i think so many people get so attached to this idea of like i'm a mature adult i don't fucking play yeah. legos or whatever absolutely and i think I, yeah it's part of weird. it's part of being an aligned individual to incorporate play i think incorporating play even in a conversation like this it's very important to to, to yeah. play let's say to have to have rules that you both understand like there's rules to a conversation and um then within those boundaries you can you can play and there's there's more dynamic energy there i think it's beautiful yeah look i think that's a good place to stop before i say something dumb that offends. <laughs> before you get canceled after the population uh, <laughs> yeah it's good to talk to you i hope you have a fucking good 2024 and you too yeah. man let's connect soon again i am excited to speak again and yeah, I hope nice. you uh, continue pursuing your podcast. I'm excited to see more. Yeah, I got. I actually got two more lined up for awesome, this company. So that's good. I just, yeah. I have two that I need to upload to my YouTube okay. and stuff. But yeah. 
Please let me know once you once you do it, and I'll watch them. If you send me a link. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I got one on Tuesday and one on Sunday. I don't know. I good. Can't remember. I'm I'm such a weird time zone that it's it's kind of like a. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Thanks for talking today, huh? See you later. Thanks. Have a good one. Oh, did you record it by the way? Is is it still going for you? I I did, but last time it only recorded thirty minutes. Okay. So it, I bet. Let me know. Yeah. We done. All right. See you guys. Bye bye.